The following is a Mission Studios podcast. Coming to you pre-recorded and edited from Mission Studios, this is the Missionary Position Podcast. We believe that offense is taken, not given. That humor can be found in anything and everything. That owning your shit is more important than worrying about someone else's. It's Sunday. It's December 9th. And I spent the last week with a girl who's young enough to be my daughter. I'm Jason. And I'm AC. And on this week's episode... We declare war on Christmas. We refuse to take responsibility for each other's happiness. We lull you off to dreamland. And then we wake you up before we go-go. Wham, really? So lube up. Turn off the lights. Lay down. And get ready for Fonzie to jump over... Oh, fucking hell, I lost it. (laughs) (laughs) This is episode 19. In the spirit of the holiday season, there's something I'd like to get off my chest. All right. And no, it's not a pair of double D's. I have been dieting, and my breasts are down to a solid C cup at biggest. Uh huh. Yeah. As long as you believe that. Well, that that extra small sport bra, it sort of like keeps everything pulled in nice and tight. <laughs> so you are deceiving yourself. Anyways, I digress. What did you want to say? <laughs> and. Despite what you may have heard, no, I'm not wearing an extra small sport bra on the bottom half. I'm just naturally that small. Yeah, down there you don't need sport. All right. We haven't even started the segment yet, and I've already lost track of where the fuck we were going. I've legitimately forgotten. So you had, with the spirit of the season, you had a something you needed to declare or something? Yeah. Um, I, I think declare is a good way to put it, because I hereby declare war on Christmas. On Christmas? On Christmas. <laughs> See, every year I feel like Starbucks steals my thunder with their fucking holiday cups and everybody starts bitching them out because, you know, well, Starbucks is like, you know, spearheading the war on Christmas. Well, this year, fuck you, Starbucks, and not for the normal reasons. AC, from the Missionary Position podcast trending worldwide, has hereby declared war on Christmas. And that's trending in our own heads. <laughs> I'm a much bigger deal inside my own head. Just ask me. <laughs> I have. Anyway. <laughs> so, you want us to declare war on Christmas? <laughs> All right. Let's have some fun with this. Do we get to re-crucify Jesus and shit? Carry him, around, carry him around on a cross like a platter of dinner or something? Okay, if we've learned anything from episodes... 18, uh, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1. It's that we can't talk about Jesus on the cross without at least... Hold on. Um, you forgot. It's like the, it's like the, the vowels. Sometimes one. <laughs> oh, and he's not on the cross this time of year, is he? <laughs> Nope. He's no, he's, he's getting a, he's getting rim jogged from a donkey. <laughs> Bestiality and pedophilia in one joke. <laughs> That's a new record. Yeehaw! <laughs> oh, he- <laughs> Take that, right. Jesus's baby butthole. <laughs> Yeah, no wonder nobody ever heard him fart. And for anybody who's <laughs> joining us here for the first time, 
believe it or not, this is not the worst thing we've ever said. <laughs> no, listen to last episode. <laughs> or literally any of the ones before it. Oh, yeah, because it goes all the way back to two. Right. Didn't we just do that? <laughs> okay, so it's not that I've got a, a problem with, you know, the quote-unquote spirit of the season, per se. So now you love Jesus? So much as he'll let me. <laughs> well, isn't that supposed to be the quote-unquote, air quotes, spirit of the season, Jesus? Well, that, that's sort of the thing that sort of pisses me off, right? Because, I mean, like, first of all, it's it's not like everything surrounding December 25th and all of the traditions surrounding December 25th I, I, I take issue with. I specifically am declaring war on the word Christmas, Oh, okay. See, when I when I say Christmas out loud, it just sort of out of force of habit, I'll say Christmas. Whereas when it, I'm putting it in the written word, a hundred percent of the time, I will put Xmas. And um, a lot of that has to do with my abrupt and violent departure from religion <laughs> a few years ago. But I mean, the origins of the word Christmas. I mean, it it, it literally was the Mass of Christ. Christmas is the name given to the annual Christian celebration of the birth of Jesus celebrated on December 25th. Okay. Okay. Now, for those of us who don't have any religious affiliations, that seems sort of like not our thing. Right. And um, more more so than just having the word Christ in Xmas. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is this idea that that gets pushed on us from all of the local churches, you know? Well, you know, come to church. Find out the quote-unquote real meaning of Christmas. They want to shove that up our asses. They want to push it on our kids, you know? Mm -hmm. Explaining to us what the meaning of Christmas is. Like, where the fuck do you get off telling me where I take my meaning from at this time of year? Well, one trivial little matter. Whenever they're talking to you, you know, it's all about giving and it's all about, you know, uh, sharing, this kind of stuff. But when they're asking for donations, it's in the spirit. Both got our beefs with... Uh... Xmas. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? It, it's, it's Christmas I have a problem with. Xmas itself, I don't have a problem with it. Right. So, like, this, this whole real meaning thing, why don't we start there? I know what the real meaning of Christmas is for me. I don't know, like, even you, I mean, you know me better than pretty much anybody else on this planet. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine you presuming to tell me what Christmas means to me. No. Like, if you wouldn't overstep in that way, what gives these fucking, like, churches or really anybody else the the the, the right to delude themselves into thinking that they should take that position? Right. And, and... Not that I agree with organized religion, but in the same respect, that's trying to sandbag other religions as well. Yeah. Well, I, I guess really, I mean, like, I, I, I mean, I, I'm involved with a lot of online atheist uh, groups on social media. Right. And one of the things that comes up a lot this time of year is the memes start pumping back and forth. You know, like people talking about, um, you know, how. Christianity basically hijacked Saturnalia mm-hmm. or, you know, like you want to get into like the pagan origins of, you know, the, the, the time of year we now know to be Christmas or Xmas as we mm-hmm. prefer. And it sort of raises the question ultimately, like 
where whatever your position is, whether you're a Christian saying that um, Christmas or originates with the birth of Christ, or whether you're somebody who's non-religious that says, well, no, it's got pagan origins and there's been like a cultural evolution and it's come to mean different things over the years. But ultimately the origins are meaningful and they are blah. Right. Do the and fucking blah is a perfect example. Sorry. Yeah. And well, here's my question to you. Like, do the, do the origins, whichever those origins are, do those matter today? No, I cannot see how they would at all. They're antiquated. They're way past due. There is absolutely zero reason to have them present. <clears throat> the reality is if, if I'm walking down the street and somebody says <laughs> Merry Christmas, I very clearly say I don't believe in Christ. So Christmas doesn't exist. It's just a happy time of the season to share. So, like, you'll actually respond in, in that way to people that say Merry Christmas? Absolutely. Okay. Every fucking time. Well, that, I, I find that sort of amusing, because in that sense, like, unlike most senses regarding Christianity or religion, you sound like you're a little bit more militant than I am. Because, I mean, somebody says, like, Merry Christmas to me. I'll just say it back because, I mean, it's just sort of like one of those exchanges that means absolutely nothing. Like, how you doing? Fine. I love you. I love you, too. Congratulations on the birth of your son. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it means... <laughs> it, it, it's more like a, a reflex than a, than a meaningful exchange for me. Yeah, see, when I say it, it's more like reflux, not reflex. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I I don't typically care so much. Like, it, it depends on the context. Like, if if I say, if somebody says Merry Christmas to me, I'll typically say Merry Christmas back. If I say Happy Holidays to them, and then they give me a stern look and they say Merry Christmas, and it's more like a fuck you than a Merry Christmas. Like, mm -hmm. hey, how dare you take Christ out of the equation? That's when my back comes up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um. No, but see, I've I've also never really held the belief of God, so for me, it's just normal to say, "Well, no, I don't believe in Christ." But but happy holidays, you know. Yeah, like when when I was a kid, like my my parents, they were fucking nut jobs. Like Christmas morning, we would sing "Happy Birthday to Jesus." <laughs> <laughs> True story. Oh, wow. Yeah. I I don't know how that was all related to what you said. I just felt like I needed to share that. <laughs> That's okay, but you don't know, like I, therapy I, appointments on Tuesday. I, I I'm with you in the sense that I don't think that the actual origins really matter. I think like the uh, the only part of the tradition that I necessarily like to keep is that this is a, a time that is reserved for most everybody to, I guess, express whatever Christmas or Xmas means to them at like the same time of year, right? Mm -hmm. Just out of convenience, makes for easier logistics, whatnot, whatever. Like we've all collectively agreed that this time of year, we're going to do this holiday thing. Right. Well, I think it's appropriate in the sense that if you're soft headed enough to believe in Christianity and that's meaningful to you, then for you to be celebrating Christmas, I agree with. But in the freedom of religious act, you want your freedoms and such, then you should also afford me the freedoms that if I don't believe, you respect my much my 
ability to not believe as you expect me to respect your ability to believe. Yeah, and, and I think that's perfectly reasonable. Right. Well, at least, you know, from where we sit. Mm-hmm. I don't find much reasonable when I'm dealing with Christians typically. I'm right. not to say that they're all assholes, but, you know, all the ones we meet seem to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because, like, I, I, for, for me, thinking about, like, a, a Jewish baby being born in a barn. <laughs> Aren't they all? <laughs> To some woman that, like, is claiming to be a virgin when clearly she was a gigantic slut, at least by the standards of the day, in that she had sex outside of marriage and then came up with this fucking elaborate cover story that we're still paying for 2,000 fucking years later. Yeah, 2,000 years ago, somebody cried rape and fucking... I'm sorry, Joseph, but she rode your brother's dick. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was a donkey. (laughs) So Jesus is, like, half Jew, half donkey? He's a junkie. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's half Jew, half ass. Half ass, get it. Uh, half a guy. Uh, uh-huh. I'm quick once in a while. <laughs> and I'm incredibly slow right now because I got nothing. So I'm just going to carry on. All right. But yeah, like I, I don't need this, you know, real meaning being dictated to me. Because I, I think the real meaning of, of, of Christmas or Eximus is for the individual to decide for themselves. It comes from your heart, not from your fucking book. You know, like, to some people, it, it might just be, like, a week off between, you know, the end of December and the beginning of January. Right. It's, it's a time to rest and binge-watch Netflix. To other people, it's a time for family. Yep. For some people, it's a time that's very lonely and shitty and depressing. And, you know, people get really suicidal at that time of year. And in all seriousness, in some cases, it's the fact that there are more people giving away free food, so I don't have to necessarily starve for this week. Sure. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's it it it's obviously like if you open your eyes at all, it's obviously different to every individual. Mm-hmm. There are certain customs that we certainly do share for the most part, but there's a lot of customs that we don't. I mean, like you, you look at one household to the next, even down your own street, people have different. There's there's little nuances that, that that change like what the how the festivities break down and it, it's not like always something like as superficial as well like my family has ham versus your family has turkey kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, it's even different down to the point where, you know, if you really wanted to celebrate Jesus's birthday, the Jewish do it right because they do it for twelve fucking days. <laughs> it's not one day. So your God is so minimal, you treat him, you celebrate his birthday just like you would mine or yours? At least the Jewish people spread it out and make it a extravaganza. Yeah, but I think that's ultimately because they're cheap. Because if you got, like, one gift to give, you're sort of obligated to, like, give a decent one, right? But if you got to give, like, say, like, seven days of gifts or whatever the fuck it is that they do, you can say, well, look, I've got, like, seven gifts to buy for each person, or 12, or whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. There's an understanding that it's not going to be 12 awesome gifts. It's probably going to be like 12 gestures. and then Or <laughs> 11 with, gestures and one good gift. So it'd be like, instead of me getting you like a fucking new drone with an HD camera, it'd be like, you know, 12 pairs of socks. <laughs> <laughs> but still, a bigger deal than fucking that one day a year for your god. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. For 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 me, like I, part, part of my reasoning for liking Xmas versus Christmas mm-hmm. It's because, like, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm a little bit of a, a a geek in the sense, like, when I was in in high school, I fucking loved algebra. 
So, you know, I was thinking like Xmas in the sense like X equals whatever the fuck you want it to be. Uh-huh. So it doesn't have to be like, you know, the Christmas, Christians, they have Christmas, Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, for you, it could be like day to spend with my kids and my loved one, miss. My loved one? <laughs> well, I mean like your significant other. <laughs> that being you then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know what I take out of the day and out mm-hmm. of the season. For me, I, I I like the fact that everybody's at least pretending to be charitable and decent for that time of year. Right. I don't think it's like, you know, people talk about the magic of, of Christmas. I don't think there's anything really magical. But it is a nice time of year to be out and about in a lot of ways because, I mean, you'll, you, you, I mean, you talk to people like at the, the local food bank, wherever local is to you. Mm-hmm. I think the one universal truth with food banks is that they get shit tons of donations and support in the month of December, right? which means that the people that are really hurting, they get to eat like actual humans for that month of the year. And I don't think that it's sincere and genuinely motivated charity or it would be carrying on all through the year. Right. But even though these people are full of shit and they're just trying to make themselves feel better, it's not that there isn't benefits to come out of it. You know, and I appreciate that for what it is. Mm-hmm. I would like to see that happen all through the year. It doesn't happen. So I'll just take take what I can get for now. Right. And and also, another part of War on Christmas, Christmas mm-hmm. differentiates what that season is. So it tells you, like, not necessarily how you feel about the season, but it tells you it is this day to celebrate this. But it can be different things for absolutely everybody. It doesn't have to fall into a regiment. Your emotional response to everything doesn't depend on the dude that was born two fucking thousand years ago that tells you how you have to do it. Yeah, because like, the, the, the truth is, like, I don't know, even when I was a Christian, mm-hmm. Jesus wasn't really on my mind on Christmas morning. I mean, maybe a, a, according to what I was supposed to be believing, like, that, that it, I, it should have been in my thoughts but it wasn't like a case of like oh well this is like jesus's birthday because what i was thinking was okay i couldn't wait for christmas morning excuse me i couldn't wait for christmas morning most years because like christmas eve that was like okay before the kids get involved and sort of like distract from the intimacy intimacy of the 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 present exchange between husband and wife like i like giving my wife her present on christmas eve so that, you know, I can give her something to show my appreciation and love for her that maybe, like, I, I, I would like to express that all through the year and I don't get a chance to. Right. But at Christmas time, I do. And, you know, I, I get my gift from her. And, you know, it's all it's all good. Um, Christmas morning, I, I like to see the looks on the kids' faces when they get surprised by shit. Mm-hmm. Um. Since my dad died, Christmas is a day of reflection. I think about like all the great memories I had with him over the years. And it's sort of a time that we set aside as a family to talk about my, my, my dad and, you know, how much we miss him and whatnot and what we've taken from him. Right. But I mean, like Christmas is meaningful in so many different ways. Like I, I don't feel like I need it. E- even if somebody could add some external value from their perspective into my Christmas, mm-hmm. I, I feel like it would be wasted. I've got so much in my heart on that day, so much meaning. Nobody could 
add anything I needed to that. Right. There shouldn't, well, nobody externally should be able to, nobody should be able to tell you what part of this and how much more it has to be, so on and so forth. That should never happen. I know for myself, when I was in Toronto, Christmas was very much a, well, okay, I get to eat this week. But now it's, I get to see my kids glow. Even though they're adults now, and I'm really fucking old, still seeing the glow on their faces is the same as it was when they were fucking two and three. And that's everything. It's not, oh, I'm spending $300 on my kids, or I'm spending, oh, shit, I can only spend $25. I'm very fortunate, because when I give something to my kids, it doesn't matter if it's $25 or $500, the same glow and appreciation shows up on their face. And that's what every single Christmas is all about for me. So I, I guess at the end of the day, Christmas is what we make it. Mm-hmm. If we're going to try to make it anything, just make it something good. Whatever the fuck that is. last little while I've been talking to a bunch of different people about a bunch of different things and um, what's been a recurring theme on this show is a sort of like going over the ins and outs of various relationship pitfalls highs lows in betweens whatever mm-hmm. um, expectations etc and one of the the interesting themes that kept coming up and it's something that I know you've mentioned to me very recently is trying to determine like who's responsible for our individual happiness, right? Mm-hmm. Like, is is your partner responsible? Are we collectively responsible? Or are we just all, like, responsible for our own shit? Fair enough. And, and I thought that the, you know, you'd raised a, a few interesting points when we were just sort of, like, having fun conversations. I thought, like, maybe it'd be kind of interesting to bring our listeners in and, you know, hear where you're at on the issue. Well... I recently seen a uh, video by Will Smith, and he was bringing to the forefront a an idea about us being responsible for our own happiness. Okay. Not necessarily to say that you know we can't be happy with our partner, but how much more of a fulfilled relationship do we have if we're not relying on somebody else to make us happy, just being happy being with that person? So, like, enjoying the experience of the relationship rather than trying to enjoy what the person is offering to you? No. Um, not making the responsibility of your happiness somebody else's. It's your responsibility to be happy. Okay. It's not somebody else's responsibility to make you happy. So, if I'm sad, it's not your responsibility to come out and act like a gesture and make me laugh and make me happy. Okay. Well, I, I guess, like, we've sort of touched on like the cousin of this issue in a way, right? Where it's a case of if your girlfriend says something to you and you get angry, it wouldn't be fair to say that, you know, she made you angry. Right. So I guess if we can identify the negative end of that spectrum, why in the same breath, why is she responsible for making us happy? Yeah. And it's, that's an interesting disconnect because that's like something where like, I wouldn't have pieced that together myself. No. Well, if I didn't see the video, I wouldn't have, but it, it so hits home with everything that we do and everything that we are. You know, we're all saying, you know, you nobody's responsible for offending you. You choose to take offense. Well, why isn't that 
why aren't we talking about that on the opposite end of the scale? Why isn't that reflective on the opposite end? Well, truth be told, I, I, I get very happy when she does that thing with her tongue. <laughs> and I, I, I can't reach my undercarriage with my own tongue, so in a way she is responsible for making me happy. <laughs> Bringing pleasure and making happy are two different things. <laughs> Not in my world, motherfucker. <laughs> As he pulls the dildo out. Anyways. <laughs> that satisfying gross. pop. Oh, God. I just had this fucking really like disgusting fucking visual. I didn't need that. You know what's really sad is that you're like bringing this like heavy subject matter to the table. You're being intellectual. You're making great points. And then all of a sudden they go poopy. <laughs> there, there's an opportunity for everybody to learn. And I just like fucked off the whole thing. <laughs> Actually, I think, yeah. Well, yeah, okay. I'll blame, we'll blame you. Okay, fine. I'm not responsible for your direction. No, but you're responsible for my erection. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to shut the fuck up and listen to what you've got to say here <laughs> while you regurgitate Will Smith's words. So, actually, um, I just took that part from Will Smith. The rest of it is, you know, it's it's us accepting and encompassing the positive with the negative that we always preach. You know, you're not responsible for making me happy. You're not responsible for making me sad. I'm not responsible for how you choose to get offended. Well, you're not responsible for my happiness either. Well, I mean, it's nice to know that I'm not responsible for the happiness of another person. I, I guess the only thing that might hold me back from running with this is that, I, if I'm going to be honest, I kind of like the lazy way in which I can make my happiness another person's responsibility. <laughs> right? Like, just putting it out there? Yeah, fair enough. Like, if my wife is, like, whatever. Whatever. What, yeah, I don't what's, even... What's a fucking whatever? <laughs> insert emotion here. Okay. Not here, like here. Yeah, there, here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, if my wife is like, I don't want to say sad, but she's less than happy. Okay. I really don't like the idea of like having to carry the burden of that. Like, okay, well, it's my responsibility to cheer her up or, you know, she's kind of bummed in general because of what I am or am not bringing it to the table right mm -hmm. like i want zero ownership of any of that fucking nonsense and which is in essence what we're talking about right now yeah which you know like and and i, and I think it's fair to want zero part of that right mm -hmm. unless i'm expecting to bring zero to the table for her but expecting to take a hundred percent from the table from her right uh -oh. like i want to put her on the hook and say look like i'm miserable and it's your fault because you're a soul-destroying fucking cunt but her past has nothing to do with this. <laughs> Hypothetically speaking. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that she ruined my life. But in the same respect, you don't see me and Batman in the same room either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm not going to say on the air whose fault it is that I'm so miserable. I'm just going to write down Allison's name here on this piece of paper and hold it up to the microphone. <laughs> yeah, she didn't say anything. Not a damn thing. Anyways, I feel like maybe I've derailed you just about enough, so maybe I'll let you carry on with the grown-up half of this conversation. <laughs> Alright, so where do we go from here? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, like, if we're not responsible for each other's happiness, what, well, is, what, what, is, what does it look like? We're, okay, so it's not the other person's responsibility to make you happy. Okay. That doesn't mean the other person shouldn't feel responsible 
on their own accord for adding spice to the relationship and making it a happy relationship or a happy life for both. So though my partner is not responsible for making me happy because I'm already there, I'm, I'm okay with who I am, I've taken time, I've grown, I've built yada, 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 words, et cetera, salad mm-hmm. bullshit. It is still my responsibility to do things in the relationship to make her happy because I want to, not because I have to. She's already happy. Therefore, me adding spice to it just accentuates the happiness that's all, that we're already feeling. Okay, so if I'm understanding you correctly, what we're ultimately talking about is the contrast between actually carrying another person versus supporting them. In essence, I guess, yeah. So it's like, it's okay to lean on each other. Just don't expect, like, to pick both of your feet up off the ground and have your partner fucking, like, carry you. Right, because in a relationship, we're both going to have down times. Sure. And, you know, if I'm around and, and she's feeling a little bit down, you know, I will do what I can to bring her spirits back up. Because I care about her and I don't want to see her down there. And she would do the same for me. But that doesn't mean I'm responsible for keeping her there all the time. She has some responsibility in it, too. And that's her shit. Okay, yeah, I, th- I think I get what you're saying. It's like when I told my wife that I was feeling suicidal and then mentioned that I was going to go take a bath with the space heater mm-hmm. and then tried to find the space heater, I realized that she'd hidden it from me. It's not like she was taking responsibility for my suicidal tendencies, but at the same time, she was supporting me in a constructive way by hiding the only appliance in the house with a cord long enough to reach the bathtub. Right. Okay. Which makes her ounces and, and actually pounds more of a good person than I would ever be because I would have brought the space heater into the bathroom for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's my support. Here, I'll do, I'll do all the hard work. Okay, well, I, I, like, I'm, I'm just being sort of like silly here, but I, mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be like, I think I understand what you're saying. So it's like we, we don't want to take complete ownership of the responsibility for our, our, our partner's happiness or well-being or whatever the case may be, but we certainly want to be there for them as much as we possibly can. Right. And in order to succeed on that level of being a supporting role to our partner, we need to make sure that we've taken care of ourselves to some degree so mm-hmm. that we're not like running on empty and like fucking like burning the candle at both ends and just like beat the shit ourselves and then from that perspective trying to support another person right how can you take care of somebody else if you're not taking care of yourself first right if you're starving and you need something to eat but you give all your food to somebody who's already eating what fucking good does that do well i guess it's like you know like when you're traveling on an airplane and they're going through that like safety whatever thing at the at the beginning where the hot stewardesses are like showing you how to buckle a seat belt as only fucking moron on the goddamn planet can buckle a seat belt and then they show you the, the thing, like, if there's, like, uh, if the cabin decompresses and the air masks or the oxygen masks fall from the ceiling, if you're traveling with a young child, they tell you to put the mask on yourself first before putting the one on the kid. Because if you can't breathe, you're in no position to help. And I think emotionally, if I'm reading you correctly, that's sort of what we want to do. We want to put the, the mask on ourselves first, mm-hmm. make sure that we've got enough air before we try breathing life into our partner. Absolutely. Wants to make a per episode donation? Visit www.patreon.com slash missionarypod.
So I wanted to talk about something. Okay. Dreams. Okay, so you mean like the the one where you got like a talking donkey and a snake in a vest? Yes. <laughs> that didn't go where I thought it was going. <laughs> oh, okay. I was thinking, yeah, because I had a hard time pulling a snake out of that donkey's ass. But anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> do they mean anything? No. And you're a fucking dick. Shut up. <laughs> Is that the end of the segment? It's <laughs> <laughs> the end of your fucking part. Um, <laughs> do they mean anything? And should we put any stock in them? Like, no. even if they're like irrelevant to what we think is going on, what position do they really hold? I guess it depends on what kind of dreams we're talking about. The ones when you're sleeping. Well, yeah, of course, when you're sleeping, you fucking retard. <laughs> well, there's dreams and aspirations that people have when they're awake. No, no, I like. Fuck it, I'm not a fucking retard. <laughs> <laughs> That's offensive. Oh, well. <laughs> I didn't put no, but I mean, like, there's different kinds of dreams you can have when you're sleeping, right? I mean, there's the dream where, like, oh, God, there's, like, a bag of fucking $100 bills underneath my bed. You wake up, and it's not there, and you're fucking pissed. Or there's the dream where you're banging your sister-in-law, hypothetically speaking. Hi, Mel. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, but there's also the kind of dream, like, when you're fucking going out camping with your friends, and you're, like, roasting marshmallows, and they wake up, and half your pillow's gone. I, I, I don't know. I... I've certainly, like, I, I haven't really educated myself too deeply on dream interpretation and all this shit. Like, I've sort of like dabbled in the knowledge surrounding it over mm -hmm. the years. Right. I don't know necessarily that um, the symbolism is consistent enough from like one person's dream to another where we could like definitively say like, "Oh, if you dream about balloons, so that means like you've got testicular fucking cysts or whatever." But I, I think that like. <laughs> If any of us is like, if we if we can clearly remember a dream that we've had, we mm -hmm. could probably sit there and pick it apart and see how certain things fit with certain situations in our lives. Right. But I'm also wondering, like, is it our dreams? Do they mean anything? Like, even though, let's just say you dream about the fucking marshmallow thing I just talked about. Do you think that's possible that that's a subconscious portrayal of something that actually happened that you're trying to work out? Like, does it have any substance behind it? Or are they just fucking lullaby stories while we're sleeping? My understanding is, and again, I'm not an authority on the subject. I'm just talking about my understanding. And this isn't directed at you, Jason. This I is like, well, I, 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 I know we've got some fairly lowbrow listeners. No offense, Matt. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while, Matt, so we had to give it to you. <laughs> No, my, my understanding is that that's exactly what dreams are, is like that is our uh, mind's chance to try to resolve maybe disjointed little pits. Did I say pits? <laughs> yep. Disjointed bits of uh, sensory input that sort of get lodged in our memory, things that maybe like we see out of the corner of our eye, sight, sounds, smells that we haven't consciously associated with anything. And our subconscious mind is just sort of trying to, like, figure out, okay, like, what of this shit is meaningful, what's not. It's sort of, like, uh, part of the our psychological maintenance cycle where, hmm. like, we sift through all this shit. And it gets pieced together in, in what we understand to be dreams. 
Now, sometimes this is just nonsense. Like, you know, I heard a spooky sound and now I'm dreaming that there's like a shadow monster under my bed. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we've got some deep-rooted anxieties that we're just not willing to acknowledge in our conscious, woken mind. And our subconscious sort of gives us a nudge and we'll paint like a, a very colorful picture to bring this anxiety to the surface so that we can acknowledge that it's there, A, and B, hopefully motivate us to spend a bit of time to trying to pick it apart and figure out what it means so that we could just be healthier moving forward. Hmm. Was that unnecessarily wordy? No, actually, I, I really enjoyed that. Me too. Hmm. Very cool. You asked me, like, you know, what you asked me about the dreams. Like, my question for you is, because, like, you bring this up, and I know that you and I, we sort of part ways on a lot of different, like, uh, I don't say core beliefs, but sort of like the fun beliefs, I guess. Okay. Do you think that dreams could mean anything in the sense of, like, could they be like a, a glimpse into events that haven't happened yet or events that we weren't physically there to witness that have happened in the past? And do they, does our dream state connect us to each other? Not just you and I, but like all of us as like conscious beings is the, is the dream state a, a place where we can sort of like wirelessly connect with each other? Well, Sorry, I know I know that was a word salad question. I re no, that was perfect. I remember a lot of my dreams. And I can remember faces in my dreams. I remember actions. I remember most of my dreams like reading a book. Okay? And when I read a, a book for enjoyment, because as you know, I read like self-help, that kind of stuff. But when I read a book for enjoyment, like a fantasy book, mm -hmm. not that it happens a lot, but when I do do it, I'll read X amount and absorb a certain amount. Then I'll close my eyes and I'll live it in my head. Okay. Okay. For me, that that just brings the book more to life. It's like watching the book in your mind. Yeah. So, I've read a shit ton on on dreams, because as you know, I really enjoy what goes on in our heads and psychology and. Oh, it's fascinating it. shit. And some think you know it's predicting the future. Some saying it's remember our past lives. Some say that. Our past lives, present lives, future lives, and everything else are all one. And it kind of goes with my belief system. Because remember how I said, like, everybody's joined, we're energy, yada, yada, yada. I don't think you've ever discussed that on this show. Do you want to just, like, give, like, a 30-second synopsis of that? Um, okay. I very much believe that we are reincarnated, so to speak, after we die. Um, first, it would explain, like, big birthmarks, that kind of stuff. If you died tragically and you got, like malleted in the face with a bat mm -hmm. and you have a a birthmark from it then it's such a traumatic incident that when you're born in the next life that energy carries forward and you remember it so you got a birthmark from it now and harmonically you're 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 channeled to a certain type of energy so when you're like a frequency you mean yeah frequency um it's like like a harmonic balance okay so that when you're at a certain frequency that embryo that's that's growing in you when it reaches a certain point your frequencies match up and you can go into that body and live again okay so the embryo okay. would be sort of like a radio that's designed to only receive one station or or, or a certain set of broadband stations like a very narrow okay not fm 
but FM between uh, 100 megahertz up to 150 megahertz. All right. All right. So when we're dreaming, because we are all this energy, technically we're all connected, though our frequencies are different. We're all connected. So when we're dreaming, I've read that we're all connected with our past lives, our future lives, and our present lives. So I'm trying to get other people's understandings because I want to broaden my understanding because I really don't know what to believe yet. Okay, so you're you've got like some preconceived like uh, not. Yeah, I have preconceived notions. Yes. Yeah, you got preconceived notions, and you're just trying to figure out like how valid or not they are, or you just went and. Or I want to fine tune them. Okay. And figure out what is working 100% with my beliefs. Okay. Well, I, I think this would be a good opportunity to invite any of our listeners to to feedback as as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, let us know what you think because I mean, like. Jason and I have had this conversation off the air quite a few times, or at right. least he's tried to have the conversation with me. I'm not really the most fun person to have these talks with because I believe that when you die, you're dead. And there's not much color to add to that whole thing. Right. <laughs> so if you guys got something a little bit more meaningful, at least like, you know, give this guy the satisfaction of a proper conversation on the topic, by all means, missionarypod at gmail.com. Right, and and that's out to all the astrologers who believe like astrology has to do with your dreaming and everything else. And you know, if you have an opinion that you think can lend to either enhancing or discrediting a belief system that I hold in this or in anything else in any of our episodes, yeah, definitely get in touch with us and let yeah. us know what's going Only on. Only one of us will make fun of you. <laughs> per show. <laughs> oh yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Okay, so maybe just for, for fun, what we can try here is, like, because I mean, both of us, obviously, we're not experts in the field, admittedly. Right. Both of us have ideas about what may or may not be true, as far as dreams go. How about just for fun, just for an experiment here, I'll give you, like, the Cliff Notes version of one of my dreams, and you can tell me what you think it might mean. <laughs> okay. And and I and you can do the same thing the, the other give way around. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it doesn't have to be anything serious. Could be silly. Could be whatever. But right. like, as long as it's a real dream. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you and I, we we know each other quite well. So I mean, if anybody's going to be able to like try to diagnose or whatever, then it would be whoever's sitting here in the studio tonight. Right. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So years ago, I I because as, as everybody probably knows by now, I I used to be quite Christiany, and at at one point, I actually worked as the IT guy in a local church, and I got to be very, very good friends with the senior pastor. And him and I were, were like, I wouldn't say, you know, like we were... Not like altar boy and priest close. No, no, because I was an adult, so he wasn't interested in fucking me. Okay. <laughs> or at least not that he admitted, anyways. But yeah, he was like, you know, friend, confidant, whatever. Okay. And um, when I sort of was like transitioning away from being like an active churchgoer. I mean, like I wasn't at the point where I was ready to like abandon the belief system. I just was kind of like tired of waking up on Sunday mornings, I guess was the long and short of it. You got sick and tired of the brick and mortar church. Yeah. So my, my attendance was kind of irregular at that point. And I, I don't know. I did have a couple of personal issues with, with my friend, the pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, I started having these dreams about him and like a lot of them were disjointed 
and I didn't remember them, but there was one in particular that I remember very, very clearly. And I was like incapacitated in some way, like just like not tied down, but sort of like paralyzed. And like given a drug that paralyzed you from the neck down kind of deal. Yeah, kind of like I was very conscious and aware of my surroundings, but I couldn't move. I couldn't react. I couldn't really do anything. And uh, my pastor friend, I, I don't want to say his name. Mm-hmm. Um, he was dancing around and teasing me while wearing a mask made out of my dead father's face. Oh, okay. That was the dream. Unsettled issues much? (laughs) (laughs) Holy mackerel, that's... Wow, that's intense. I would say, at the time, you were struggling to get away from the church. You were trying to separate. And your body being immobilized Mm -hmm. is that fight. Like, you want to get away, but you can't move. And him dancing around you with your dad's face on, 100% this is what I believe, Uh was... You thinking, you know, if he was fucking here, he could help me get out. He wouldn't be sitting there mocking me. He would really be helping me get out. Interesting. Yeah. That's yeah, that's what I would say. All right. Well, don't want to know whether that was, like, accurate or not. Yeah. But definitely interesting. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Oh, you want me to do it now? <laughs> this is going to be as difficult for me as it is going to be for you. You're, you're looking at me like a wanting slut. <laughs> It's going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you, boy. I'm all disappointed because I didn't bring any condoms. Um, You don't need those with me. (laughs) Oh, right. I was pretending you were innocent. Sorry, my bad. Um, (laughs) Okay. I was close to the pastor, remember? (laughs) Yeah, you're going to hell. Okay. Yeah, in a (laughs) handbasket. What? Is there any other way to go? Um, Okay, so. On a bicycle with no seat? Do you really really need handlebars at that point? (laughs) Depends where they're going. (laughs) Well, obviously the seat post is going up your ass, so that's... I mean, it's kind of like scary. a double and a dildo, right? The left handle in his bum, the right handle in mine. Is you were going to tell me about your dream? <laughs> Somebody else is sitting on the I, seat. I, I, already, I already shared one dream. I don't have to share another. <laughs> Somebody else is sitting on the seat holding you guys by the hair and steering. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. So, a long time ago, we were living here. The kids were smaller. Um, low teens. Both of them were in their were in the young teens. Okay. 13, 14, Taya's 17, 18. Um, I had a dream that I came home, and the house was backwards. So, as you know, my stairwell's on the right-hand side. When you're coming in, it was on the left-hand side. Okay. My room was on the opposite side of the house where the bedroom is, where the laundry room is, and the laundry room was where my bedroom was. So, it was backwards. But both my kids... We're dead. Oh. One was on the downstairs stairway. One was on the upstairs stairway. And it really, it bothered me for a long time. I I never brought it up because I thought I was like fucking retarded. But it was so weird because I walked up the first set of stairs and I slid Dylan to the side out of my way with my foot. Kind of like you would like if there was a pair of pants on the the stairs. Okay. (laughs) And then I came up the second set and I did the same thing to Taya. And... I went upstairs, had a shower, went into my room, went to sleep. I don't even know what to say to that. Because you know what I'm like with my kids. See, the, the, the things that stand out for me is, like, 
nothing in that dream mm-hmm. is the way it's supposed to be. Like, your kids are not supposed to be dead. You're not supposed to be okay with it. Mm-hmm. The house isn't supposed to be backwards. And you're like a morning shower guy. <laughs> <laughs> or I was at that time, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, when when you were starting to tell me, like, the the dream, I was thinking, okay, well, like, the kids being dead and the, the, the house being backwards, like, that sort of seemed to me like everything is sort of playing into... Um, like the the anxieties that I know about you, right? Because like your kids are absolutely everything to you. Right. You're also OCD as fuck. So if the house was like that far out of order, you would have lost your goddamn shit. Mm-hmm. But the fact that like it ends up with like you just taking a shower and going to bed, like that's such a like strong departure from character for you. It's like I'm flabbergasted, and I I know this is disappointing because I should be like at least trying to cook up some half baked interpretation. Mm-hmm. Yes, you should. Very much so you should, because I did it for you, fucker. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's just fucked, man. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of the weirdest dreams I've had. Well, I, I, I can't interpret that for you, but I can like I, I agree with you that that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could have given me something easier. All right. Yeah, I could have. Yeah, we don't talk about her anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was pretty easy. <laughs> I especially like that, that that night when we played Go Fish on her back. We were both poking her from opposite ends. Do you have any fours? Is <laughs> <laughs> <I don't> no? <know. laughs> Speaking of dreams. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> Jesus. Well, because I've been dwelling on that for a long time. I haven't told anybody. I fucking... So you wanted, like, so... a smart person to interpret that, and you come to me? No, I just wanted an interpretation, period. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think it stems from deep-rooted uh, issues on your father's side of the family and long-term hereditary refoculation of the defibrillation valve. <laughs> the and, what? Uh, Like I said, I got nothing. Oh, shitty. Oh, but again, if any of the listeners have like any insight into what this could possibly fucking mean, like both of us hate a mystery, please, please, please solve it for us. Missionarypod at gmail.com. Yeah. And now because of you, I'm dead inside. The end. Thank you for listening. This is and always will be a politically incorrect version of the Missionary Position Podcast. Mission Studios, the Missionary Position Podcast, their employees, or its entertainers are in no way culpable for anyone being butthurt, slighted, or in any way offended. If you as a human being cannot accept that something may sound like a close resemblance to your situation and not be totally about you in your little remnants of an existence, that is your issue. Send your opinions, hate mail, food pics, full nudes, ideas, or questions in the form of an email to missionarypod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at missionarypod and like us on Facebook at Missionary Position Podcast. If you are so inclined to help this broadcast get better or just wish to help out, our Patreon account is patreon.com slash missionarypod. 